0: My pimples really said and what about it? Hi, welcome to today's Baking a Murder. Today we're doing the movie The Invitation. This has been requested so many times on this channel and I just want to say whoever requested it, I love you. But don't do it again I'm kidding <laughs> It was good It just Maybe I think it has to do with Like the filmatography The um, film scenography, The film itself But maybe not so much Particularly the plotline itself Because it's just a little bit interesting So we're just gonna jump right into it So there's a, there's a couple They're driving on the road Skrr skr. It looks like Laurel Canyon Road Or something okay You've got Will You've got Kira They're obviously dating And what's even weirder Is that they are driving up to the Hollywood Hills And they've got this invitation Super fancy, looks like a freaking wedding invitation And Kira keeps telling Will Listen, we don't have to go Like I can understand how awkward it is To go to your ex-wife's house That you used to live there And now we're just going there for like a dinner And now you're bringing me Like We could just turn back right now, go get some Taco Bell It'll all be good And he's just like, no, it's gonna be okay So from this car ride, we gather that he was Obviously married to a woman by the name of Eden, who is now dating a guy by the name of David. Okay, so not to get confused, Will and Kira are the couple in the car. Eden and David are the host and hostesses, but Will and Eden used to date. Oh, I don't like these uh, relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep up. You're like, I can't even keep up with who I'm dating. Yeah, well, where am I dating? <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> And so they're headed up and they're skr skirt driving and they're just having this uncomfortable uncomfortable conversation they find out that you know Eden and David haven't talked to anyone for the past two years they just kind of like disappeared so there was a really rough breakup involved so when Will and Eden they were married they had a son together and he ended up dying in a baseball accident like straight up they were at a barbecue and all of the adults were just like flipping burgers on the grill and the two kids they were playing and another kid accidentally hit the ball straight at his face and he died now just like that, huh? exactly exactly all i'm saying all i'm saying is i'm not saying that these things don't happen and i'm not saying it's not devastating and sad and my heart goes out to people where it actually happened i'm just saying it's a fictional movie you could have added on a lot creepier stuff you could have been like and then a ghost popped out and brought him back to life then they went to the haunted hotel you know like all of these things but they were just like yeah he like got hit with a baseball and died so I was like, oof, we're in for such a spooky movie. <laughs> and so that's how we figure out, you know, a lot of a lot of baggage happening here. Why are they going to their house? I'm not entirely sure. And there's already signs that they should stop and turn back because as they're up the Hollywood Hills, they run in, face first, their car whams into a coyote. Okay? This coyote, blood everywhere, blood all over the car. So Will gets out, Kira's screaming her head off, and he sees that the coyote's still alive. The coyote is whimpering. And actively bleeding out And so he goes to his trunk He grabs a tire iron And he comes back to the front Now he has to push the coyote out of his way Because it's literally stuck under his car And I'm not entirely sure Why he did it in the order that he did it But he proceeded to drag the coyote To the side of the road You can hear the whimpering and the squealing And then kill it they proceed to just drag the coyote kill it get back in the car and they go to the party like it's nothing they go to that dinner party like it ain't no thing okay they show up it's this beautiful house it looks like a bajillion dollars and Kira's just kind of shook she was like oh my god you used to live here like you didn't tell me it was like this type of house like you used to live here Mm -hmm. and he's like well it never really felt like my home Eden's parents come from money and so you know I just kind of moved in here it was never really mine to begin with Mm -hmm. And so she's like okay well they walk in and there are so many people there so it seems like all of these friends were common friends between Will and Eden when they used to be married together Mm -hmm. so you had all of these people that were like Will oh my god it's been so long it's been years and they're just all super nice they seem very friendly and down comes Eden in this white floor length dress and she's like surprise wedding I'm kidding no but she like comes down and she's like oh my goodness William and she gives him a hug wait I'm so sorry what kind of party is this it's a dinner party just a party for no reason, right? Yeah, I know. We can't relate because we only have Chipotle's dinner parties, but like, come on. Get with the times. Get a little classier. You gotta keep up. (laughs) So she comes down in this banger of a dress, and she's like giving her ex William, you look so good today. She hugs him and she notices a little blood mark on his face because he just murdered a coyote and so she licks her finger like a mother would and just wipes it off his face. And it's just a really uncomfortable moment and kira's just like hey and so she's like kira i've had such great things about you she's american i don't know They're why never doing met. this and so they hug they've never met and down comes david david is a fucking hugger a hugger to the point where i'm a hugger but he would make me uncomfortable he's just hugging the out of will almost as if like a like a possessive thing like you feel these muscles around you do you feel them like that type of like aggressive hug and he hugs Kira and he's just like welcome everyone and he gives this whole speech he's like everyone get more wine Get pop the bottle of um blah 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 and everyone's like that's what we're drinking that's like five gajillion dollars a bottle and he's like you know special times call for special occasions and they're just popping wine bottles like it ain't no thing and they're all drinking wine and he gives a little hear ye hear ye <laughs> a little toast and he says all of you guys are very special to Eden which means you're all special to me and today is a special night a reunion of sorts well let's get started and everyone's like okay strange man we don't know welcome to our friend group I guess so at this point, Will is trying to zone out of David's speech because um, yeah, it's a dumb speech. And he looks over to the right, and there is like one of the bedroom doors is open, and there is a girl completely pantsless, like underwearless, just wearing a shirt, just twirling around and twirling her hair and her fingers, staring directly at Will. And now at this point, you're like, William? are you hallucinating? What is happening, okay? And so we don't really know. She goes back into the room, and he's just staring at the doorframe because that's a really weird thing to see, you know, any day, but especially a dinner party where people are wearing floor-length dresses. Uh-huh. And so he's just like, okay, very odd. Then we pick up on a couple other things. We find out that David and Eden met at a grief group. So we're assuming that Eden went to this grief group to grieve the death of her son, and mm-hmm. probably Will did a different thing to grieve because people grieve differently, and she meets David. They off to Mexico for two years, they don't even come in contact with anyone, they don't call their friends back, they don't try to talk to anyone, and then finally they come back and they just sent out these fancy invitations to this dinner party, and this is kind of like the first time everyone's seeing Will or Eden since the death of their kid so Mm -hmm. it's just kind of got these like weird underlying tones of just what the fuck is going on here Mm -hmm. and then finally the girl that was pantsless now put on pants and she runs out of the room and she jumps on top of david and like gives him this really wet kiss on the cheek in front of everyone and it seems like maybe this is a throuple situation because you know everyone's like like, are you going to explain what just happened? And Eden is like, oh, everyone, this is Sadie. We met in Mexico. And, you know, she's staying with us for a while just to help us out. I don't know what that means. What? Yeah. So it wasn't hallucination. No. Oh. She's real and she was pantsless, for reals. Oh, but now she looks now she's, fine. I mean, describe fine. Like, she's got this crazy look in her eyes and she's got this crazy hair. She kind of seems drugged up, to be honest. Mm. Okay. Yeah, if I'm being honest. Creepy. Yeah, very creepy. She should give him a creep of ops. So the party kind of starts and Will is like, listen, I'm just going to go to the kitchen, grab myself a cup of water because I don't want to drink this bajillion dollar wine. So he goes, he grabs water. He does the thing that um grinds my gears is he just kind of like opens up the sink and then just like overflows the cup and I'm like, turn the sink off. But as he's doing it, he's, he's getting these flashbacks of when Eden was at this sink cutting herself and he was trying to scream at her, like telling her to stop it so we can tell that Eden was probably in an incredibly understandably so bad spot when her son had passed when their son passed and so she comes in and they awkwardly hug now it's just the exes in the kitchen they're like hugging and she's like you look so good today you look particularly great today and he's like thanks (sighs) like how are you and she's like I'm good and he's like, no, really, like, how are you? And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm fantastic. I spent some time in Mexico, and now I'm back, and now I'm fantastic. Did you worry about me? Did you think about me? And it just kind of seems like they're having, like, a who has the better life competition. Like, she's like, I'm fucking fantastic. What are you talking about? And it seems like Will's not buying it because she was really severely depressed and suicidal, right? And so shes he's like, listen, you don't have to, like, hide things from me. Like, you can tell me if you need to talk. And she's just like, listen. I don't want to talk about it because depression is something chemical that happens in your brain and you can physically control it. Tell that to someone who has depression, okay, lady? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear your little nonsense. Don't be like, oh, you're depressed? Let me show you this crystal. (laughs) Beats. (laughs) I know you're trying to help, but you ain't helping nobody. Come on, put the crystals away, lady. Right? So she's like, but it's like a thing in your head, and you can like physically change it. That's when a Pooh Guy walks in. And his name is Ben, but we're going to call him Pooh Guy. I'm going to give them all names that correspond with like things that they actually do. Otherwise, it's just going to be like too many too many names, okay? Yeah. Too many high school names. And so Pooh guy walks in, and he's a mutual friend of theirs, and he's like, Eden, you look so hot. Like, he seems like one of those, like, fun friends, right? And he's like, you look good. Did anyone tell you you look good today? And he seems goofy. And she's like, well, I was just telling Will that pain is a choice. You don't you don't have to keep this pain in your life. You can actually just expel it, release it from your system. And, you know, Pooh guy is like, oh, you mean, like, shitting, like, pooing. And he laughs, and Will laughs, and Eden just says, it's not that funny. I mean, yeah, Eden, it's not that funny, but, like, it sounds a little crazy, you know? And he's trying to be like, you know, you can't say that to people who, you know, are depressed. Like, Will is standing here, he's probably depressed. Don't be saying this in front of Will. Like, that is not, come on, lady, do better, right? Mm-hmm. And she just slaps him across the face. Whoa. And she calmly readjusts herself and says, see? If you think everything is funny, then you'll never learn a thing. And this is why nobody cares what you think, Ben. And so she just fixes her hair, grabs her platter of appetizers, and goes back out to the party. And you can see in the corner of the frame, like, she's acting like none of that happened. Mm -hmm. And Pooh Boy and Will are just standing there like the fork did you see that like did are we going crazy right now Mm -hmm. and that's when pooh boy is like listen like i know it must have been tough for you too you know and he Mm -hmm. was like it's fine it's been tough for all of us and pooh boy's like yeah well at least you didn't lose your mind like her And so they walk back out to the party and Eden just calmly walks over with two glasses of wine, gives one to Pooh Boy and says, I'm already over it and you should be too. Walk with me. And he starts walking away with her like, okay. So Pooh Boy kind of seems like a very just goofy, fun, you know, not trying to make it awkward type of dude, but also Mm -hmm. got slapped in the face at a party type of dude. So they just walk away. And Will is just like the whole time, the way that it's shot, it's showing that Will is increasingly getting more and more uncomfortable. And so at this point, you know, Pooh Boy and Eden just walk away as if she didn't just bitch slap him across the face. But, you know, that's fine. So at this point, they walk away. The doorbell rings and everyone's like, it's fine. In Choi which by the way I was wondering if that's a name it seems like it's a Korean guy so I don't know if they just call him by his last name and call everyone else by their first names but they call him Choi which typically isn't like a first name in Korean but you know what I'm not the type to be nitpicky but maybe there is one maybe there is a Choi out there so they're like Choi it's gonna be Choi he's always late to everything but finally finally an hour late it's gonna be Choi so Choi's girlfriend was there and she was like god I'm so sorry guys like I'm gonna get him better at like coming on time it's gonna be okay so so David, David goes to the door. He opens it. And everyone's anticipating their good friend Choi, who seems like the jokester of the group. And uh-huh. in walks in a random dude that they don't know. And they're just all kind of looking around. And David's like, hi, guys. This is my friend Pruitt. I'm going to call him Prune. This is my friend Prune. So Prune's like, hey, everyone. And they're all like, oh, Hey. So they all kind of sit down They get to know each other And that's when Choi's girlfriend is like You know what, I'm gonna call him, sorry I know it's been so late And so she gets her phone and she's like Damn, there's no Do you have Wi-Fi or something? I'm not getting any signal up here Which is kind of common in the Hollywood Hills And she says Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, we were in Mexico, and we just totally, um, like, we forgot about all the bills. It must have slipped through. I don't even have any, I don't have Wi-Fi right now. So she's like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. And she puts her phone away, and Will's just observing from the side this whole thing. And she, he watches David go to the front door and lock it with a key from the inside. Now, what we get from what? this is that Will is not shocked that they have a lock from the inside. It seems like, you know, he's lived here. He knows that this is customary. It's not like something, you know, they installed just now. Uh, Maybe it was for like the kids back in the day, right? Uh And so he takes the key out and puts it in his pocket. That's when Will says, why don't you just leave the key in there like we do? And David's like, what? And Eden walks over and she's like, oh, oh, Will, you might have not heard, but there have been a lot of um, home invasions up in the canyon. Actually, this one couple, they were terrorized for hours before anyone called the police. So we're just trying to keep it extra safe right now. So everyone stops and they start listening to all of the couples and it just, it's just really awkward. Like Kira's sitting there and she looks freaking awkward and Will's just like, What if there's a fire inside the house? How will we get out? What if there's a fire, David. And David's like, okay, geez, if you want, I guess I'll let you tell me what to do in my house. And he puts the key back in and everyone's like, oh, shit. The key is just chilling. So it's like in, but it's not unlocked. So I guess from the outside, you can't open it. I mean, none of it makes sense. I've never heard of stuff like this. Maybe it is for children. I'm not entirely sure. If you guys know, let me know. When when they're short. It was like up there. It was taller. Then how did they get out? They have to pull the door open. Yeah, they have to unlock it. But, like, that's if so kids, weird. they can reach just the regular handle, maybe that's why. Okay. But I don't know. I thought it was really weird. And so he puts the key back into the little keyhole, and that's when Eden is like, hey, do you mind just, like, going outside and getting the firewood? We need more firewood, and you, you know where we keep it. It seems like she's trying to break up the tension. Mm-hmm. So Will, he walks outside, and as he's out there, he can kind of, this is like a mid-century modern type of house. There's lots of glass windows, and it's a one-story house, and he looks, and through one of the bedrooms, he can see Eden in there with her white dress, looking out the window and then putting a bag like something into her nightstand and she's doing it really suspiciously so he grabs the firewood comes back into the house sneaks into the master bedroom opens up that nightstand that she was suspiciously putting shit into and he grabs a giant bottle of pills and he's like what the fork is that and so he grabs a handful of them and shoves them into his pocket I don't know if he's like trying to take them what? I don't know if he's trying to figure out what those pills are I think honestly he's trying to figure it out to see if she was like medica- self-medicating probably because she was acting really weird. It seems like he's just so uneasy with the fact that she's acting like a completely different person all of a sudden. And this used to be someone he was married to so you would think that that'd be kind of a bit of a shocker, right? And so he walks back out with those little pills in his pocket and the conversation has turned into a cult. Like they're straight up being like you joined a cult? Like you I would never think that you would be the one to join a cult. And they're all just kind of giggling about it. So Eden and David are like, it's not a cult. It's not a cult. It's called The Invitation. And it's not like one of the, I know what you're thinking because we went to Mexico, but it's not one of those groups. There's just a lot of gossip surrounding it. But truly, it's a lot of intellectuals, um, a lot of producers from LA are in it, a lot of, you know, um, finance guys from New York are in it. Like, It's not it's just like this creepy voodoo sh- Like it's not what you think when you think of a cult, you know, and so Eden's like yeah It's just all of us coming together and all of us We've all lost someone and we just kind of help each other out. It's more like science than it is religious It's not Scientology. Don't freak out. (laughs) And so everyone's like, oh, yeah, sure. You little culty bits, right? Culty, culty, 90-day fiance, right? And they're all giggling. And David's like, no, seriously. Like, let me show you guys something. He goes into the office, comes out with his laptop, and he puts it down on the table, and he starts playing this video of Dr. Joseph, who's sitting there. You can see the hills of Mexico just, like, roaring behind him. And he's all like, Let me tell you about this. Which, by the way, like, I believe the Nexium's cult leader, he fled to Mexico at one point. So I'm just like, okay, a little too weird. And so he's sitting there and he's like, let me help you. And it's a bunch of them doing yoga out in, like, just the fields of Mexico. Like, just embracing the nature. They're, like, doing, like, the the upside-down cow pose. Upside-down cow? Honey, upside down cow is like... I'm trying to think. Upside down cobra? Was it cobra? Has it been that long since I took a yoga class? Did you find it? I'm trying to find it. Yoga pose. Downward facing dog. (laughs) Sonny-side-up. Sonny-side-up cow. (laughs) So he's playing this and it's, you know, I wouldn't say it's the most alarming thing. Like there is no crazy connotations of like, I am the prophet or anything like that. So if someone showed me this, I probably wouldn't be freaking out. But the thing is, Sadie, everyone else is just smiling and watching it politely. But Sadie, she's sitting there like watching it as if it's like her crack cocaine. Like she needs her daily fix of this. Oh my God, Dr. Joseph. did you just say? Like, she looks like she's balls deep in this cult thing that they got going on. And so everyone's just looking at her like, okay, she needs to chill. And then the next part of this video is the cult leader laying next to the bed with a woman who is dying. Like, she looks like she's about to die. She is, she looks like she's in her 30s, but you can tell that she's incredibly just like, dying i guess and there's no color in her lips and he's asking her you know what, what do you want to tell people like do you see anything right now and she says oh, i'm meeting my husband james right now and that's when she slowly starts choking and wheezing and he says you're ready to go aren't you and then she just dies on camera now, everyone at the dinner party, this is when they shift. They were, at first, they were like, "Oh, I thought this was, like, an MLM party, but now you're telling me, like, people are a dying party. And so they're like, why did you just show us that? Like, that's a snuff film. That's a snuff film, isn't it? What's the definition of a snuff film? Did you guys just show, is this even legal to watch? Like, what is going on? And Eden is like, listen, listen, listen. We just wanted to show you this video to show you that we really do help people. And, you know, Annie, she was really sick. Kira's like, <laughs> What do you mean she was sick she looked, she looked barely 30 you know mm-hmm. she had cancer i mean this is weird he like you guys know that this is weird right like there's a difference between i don't know i guess dying because you're terminally ill there's another thing of recording it and then showing it at a at a dinner party like you you gotta know this is weird right and that's when prune pruitt says it's not about death it's about communion Annie wanted this video to be out there so that she could show people that the other side is not scary. There's nothing to be scared of. Death is normal. And everyone's like, "Who? The, you don't even go here. Who invited you? And so they're all just like, okay. And David stands up and starts giving a speech and he starts the speech with, you know, even with what happened with, you know, Eden and Will's son, Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Like, imagine, imagine what door he's opening right now. And Will stands up and he's like, no, don't, don't even, don't do this right now. And Eden starts crying Because they're all kind of looking at her like Hey, rein your man in Like I get it, like you went through some grief But like you need to shut your man up He has the audacity right now Like this is too much And she starts crying because everyone's looking at her Like what are you going to do about this And she says listen, you just don't understand Will Like if it wasn't for Dr. Joseph You know where I was, like you know that I would have taken my life Like he saved me, how do you not get this And Will just stands up looking super disgusted And walks out and that's when the door rings again and everyone's like, could it be Troy <laughs> Yeah, it's gotta be Troy <laughs> And they just look really uncomfortable. So David goes, he opens the door, and Will is watching him just talk to someone, but he can't necessarily ho- see who he's talking to. Uh-huh. And he comes back in, he locks the door again, and puts the key in his pocket, and he says, oh, it wasn't Troy, it was um, a couple of kids who were walking up the hill looking for the house party. I told them it's a couple of like, houses down. So they walked away, completely harmless. It's not a home invader or anything. And everyone's just like, okay. So Will starts walking around the house. The party goes on. Everyone's just dispersing, talking in little groups. And anytime Will tries to bring it up with any of his friends that everything is weird here, they all keep saying the same thing. Like, I mean, yeah, it's a little Manson-y. Maybe a little Mansonian. But, you know, it's L.A. Like, it's completely normal here to be a little. Manson? Yeah. Like, they're like, but, you know, it's L.A. Everyone's a little weird here or into some weird shit or, like, part of a cult. You know, um, but they're completely harmless. It's just, they're into weird stuff. And so he's like, you don't think it's just too weird? Like something's going on? No, like it's nothing. And he looks out the window and he sees David go out onto this crazy view. And I mean, they've got the views of the hills, right? And he goes Mm -hmm. to this giant tree at the edge of the view and he hangs this red lantern. And he's just watching him. So Will is just walking around again. And that's when everyone congregates back in the living room. And David's like, let's play a game. And he says, you know, we were on the wrong track. Let's get back together on the same track. And let's all trust each other. This is one of my favorite games. It's called, I Want... It's kind of like, never have I ever, but instead of never have I ever, you say, I want, followed with your deepest, darkest desires. And everyone's like, okay, that's not, that's not an icebreaker at all. And so everyone's like, okay, I mean, that makes sense, sure. So they all sit there and they all start going around and Sadie says she wants to go first and she stands up looking all coked up and she's all like, I want to tell all of you that I love you. And they're all like, okay, Sadie. And she's like, tonight, I feel loved, really loved. And they're all like, okay, Sadie. And she's like, I know people are really afraid to tell people that they love them. But I love each and every one of you. And they're like, okay, Sadie. And she just turns down and makes out with Choi's girlfriend. Just tongue all over the place. And she's just like, okay. And she just kind of laughs it off, and everyone's just kind of giggling. And so David's <laughs> like, okay, Choi's girlfriend. Her name's Gina, by the way, but it's just easier to call her Choi's girlfriend because there's too many people right now. Mm-hmm. So Choi's girlfriend, she's sitting there. And they're like, okay, now it's your turn. And she looks like she's over it. She's just like, okay, I want some cocaine. You said you used to do coke back in the day, David, when you used to be a music producer. So let me see your stash. Who? Um, David, Eden's new cult boyfriend. Oh. And then she was like, "I'm kidding, I'm kidding." It was an icebreaker, and he was like, "No, you weren't, and that's okay because that was the point of the game." And he goes and he grabs a little baggie of coke and gives it to her, and she just like holds it in her hand and she's like, "Okay, like I think I was kidding, but okay, fine." And then Pruitt, <laughs> yeah, and so Pruitt, Prune is like, "I'd like to go next," and everyone's like, "Who the fuck invited you?" I'm kidding, <laughs> but everyone's like, "Okay, Prune, go," and he says, "I want." to see Margaret again. She was my wife of eight years. Beautiful, inside and out. Um, I went to this gallery opening once and she was an oil painter there. She does watercolor, she does oil paints, she does everything. And I saw her artwork first and I fell in love. And then I saw the artist and I fell even more in love. I mean, she was was full of light. She was one of the most beautiful spirits that you would ever meet in your entire life. And so one of them was like, um, did she pass away? Yes, a couple years ago. Um, we were drinking that night, both of us were. And we got home and from dinner and we just started arguing about just really dumb stuff, you know, the type of stuff that you don't even remember what the argument was about. Mm-hmm. And I went to go pour myself another drink and she tried to stop me. And something just gave, you know, something just snapped. And I turned around and I hit her as hard as I could on the head. And I saw her knees buckle and she fell to the ground. And it was as she was falling, it's almost like she was she was like reaching out her hand to try to get back up, but she collapsed. And it was a terrible mistake. So he just confessed to a letter? And everyone's like, what the fork? Is that literally what he just confessed to Yeah. And everyone's like, that's fine. Fu- nasty like what is wrong with you and he's like it was 7 years ago i went to prison and i paid i paid for my crime but even when i got out i was still the same person until i was accepted by the invitation so that's the name of the cult the invitation also the name of the movie which you would think that it wouldn't be because you thought it was maybe just an invitation to a dinner party right uh-huh. and he said But they taught me how to look ahead and become a different person and destroy that horrible part of me inside that made that moment possible. And I'm cured now. Not a day goes by that I don't think of her, guys. But I don't grieve. I don't feel sad. And I don't feel guilty anymore. I've chosen to let that all go. And he said, forgiveness doesn't have to wait. It's a beautiful thing. And everyone's like, Bits, go ask your, your ex-wife, the wife that you murdered, family for forgiveness. You can't forgive your own self for murder. Who the fork are you? They're all looking at him like, you're disgusting, but also I'm terrified of you. Like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And so then Eden, she's like, okay, I'll go next. I want to make out with Pooh Boy. And so David looks at her and he smiles and gives her a nod and she walks over to Pooh Boy and he's like, all right, I guess. And he stands up and gives her a little peck on the lips and she grabs his face and just starts making out with him. What is happening? In front of everyone. And David doesn't look pissed. He's just kind of like, oh, oh. So then it's another guy's turn, and he says, okay, I guess if we're doing that, I want a BJ. And that is when Claire... So Claire, she was really nice. Um, There were parts throughout the rest of the night that she had multiple times come up to Will and just said, it's okay, like, she seems really just mature. So she's a teacher, a professor, I believe. And she just got tenure. She was really excited. She had a whole party, and she's totally understanding that Will didn't come, you know? So she seems like the sophisticated one of the group. And Uh she just said okay, you know, I want to go home, guys. Um, It's totally fine. I don't want to spoil anyone's fun, but I just don't really feel comfortable. Honestly, Claire, power to you. I want to be you. I am the type that will be so uncomfortable, but will sit my ass there because I don't know how to stand up for myself. So she's like, "Mm, you guys have fun, but I'm going to head out. Mm -hmm. And David's like, no, oh, God, Claire, it was just all jokes. Oh, stop, we Will, stop, okay? And Claire's like, no, it's fine. Like, I just want to go home. You guys continue on with your fun. Mm -hmm. And Will is like, let her go, man.
1: Let to, her, to David? Yeah, like, mm-hmm.
0: let her go home if she wants to go home. Yeah. David's like, it's not a big deal. Okay. She can go home. No one's stopping her. Uh-huh. And so Will's like, why don't I, why don't I walk you to our car? And she's like, it's right there. It's like 20 feet away. It's fine, Will. We'll talk soon, okay? So uh-huh. she grabs her bags, her coat, and that's when Pruitt is like, wait, are you the Prius? Man, I parked behind you. Okay, let me help you. And so he walks out. He gets his car out. And Will is watching through, like, the front door. Like, he's trying to make sure that nothing happens to Claire because Pruitt just confessed to murder, right? Uh And so Pruitt moves his car. He gets out of his car. And he's, like, directing, you know, her. Because the Hollywood Hills driveways are gnarly. Um, I've never been to, like, a house there, but, like, have seen them driving through. And Uh they're always squiggly and, like, down a hill. And so he's, like, trying to help her back up out of the driveway. And Will is just intently staring. And it seems like he lets out, like, a... Like a, once he sees that she's like about to leave, cause he just feels like really? a burden has been lifted, you know. Uh-huh. And Pruitt is like, wait, Claire, Claire, and so she stops her car before she drives away, and he's watching to see like what does Pruitt want from Claire.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: that's when David is like, we need to talk, Will, and he's like, just give me a minute, just get, and he's like, now. So they go and talk and David is like dude I don't know I opened my eye- arms up to you We invited you here we chose you to spend the night with us and this is what you do You you make it feel like I'm holding your friend hostage You You look at me and my hospitality as something suspicious Like I just don't understand man Like I'm just trying to get along with you and that's when Pruitt walks in and he says, hey, um, so I apologize to Claire. I know that my story was probably a lot and probably freaked her out. She seemed to understand. And so Will's like, okay. And they just kind of walk away and the party continues. And so they have dinner. During this dinner, Will has a mini panic attack and you can kind of see it. I don't know if it shows outwardly, but it seems like from his perspective, like things are getting blurred. There's like enhanced breathing. Um, It was really intense. He just keeps having flashback to his kid dying um, Mm -hmm. that day. I think it's just meeting all these people at once was a lot. So after the dinner, he goes out to enjoy the view and he's just looking around when he sees through like a a door that's kind of open in one of the hallways. Like he comes back in and -hmm. he sees Sadie just sitting in front of a mirror like sticking her tongue out and making faces at herself in the mirror like in a creepy possessed way and so he's just like okay weird he goes back outside and he's like fumbling with his phone he's sitting by the pool and Sadie comes out and is like so you and Kira aren't doing well and he's like what are you talking about you guys seem distant I don't know what you're talking about Sadie like I don't even know you that's okay we can do it right here what are you talking about? No, I think you need to go inside. What are you talking about? And she starts, like, trying to seduce him, like, whisper in his ear and stuff. And he's like, okay, like, you need to go inside. You need to stop. I don't even know you. And she's like, you can hurt me if you want to. And he's like, I don't want to hurt you. Well, I don't believe you. And she just, like, skedaddles inside. She's fucking, like, I don't know, crab walks inside. She's creepy, dude, okay? Gnarly girl. If I met her, I'd be like normal day in los angeles but also like i would be terrified at the same time and so at this point he's just trying to go around telling everyone who would listen all of his friends like something weird is going on here like you guys don't feel like something weird is going on here does it feel like some sort of initiation into a cult or something and everyone keeps telling him listen claire she's uh, she's been in our friend group for years and you know she's sexually inexperienced and a little prude you know but also choi he is the most unreliable korean in los angeles of course, he's late. It just makes sense. So he's like, okay, well, I don't know. It's weird. And they're like, listen, I'm going to give you a tip. We care about you. We love you. But you got to stop acting so fucking weird, dude. Will, like, I get it, but you're kind of freaking people so out. You think Will is weird? Yeah. I don't think the others were weird? No. Oh. They're like, they're totally regular LA bitches, like oh. in cults and shit. Will, you're like too skeptical. Come on. Hold on to my titty and a crystal and everything's gonna be fine And he's just like y'all are weird So then finally will is just standing outside like I can't believe none of my friends think that this is weird And he gets a ping that he got a voicemail and he listens to it and it goes like this Will, it's Troy. Like what's up guys? It's 7 p.m. right now. I'm literally pulling up to Eden's house. I know I'm early for once but I forgot the fucking dessert I told her I would bring the freaking dessert and I forgot it do you mind grabbing something on your way up because I don't want to go all the way back down because it's going to take me forever and I finally am on time for once anyways text me when you get this oh shit and so Will goes back inside, super suspicious of everyone. He's like, oh, hell no, not today. You're not kidding me in this cult. And so he goes back in there and it's someone's birthday in a week. So all the lights are off and Eden walks down in this like white dress with this white little birthday cake. And she puts it down on the table and their friend is like, it's not my birthday for another week. And she's like, let's all sing. So they all sing happy birthday. And that, at the minute that they stop and he blows out the candles, Will loses his composure. He loses all of his chill. And he starts screaming at Eden, where the fork is, Choi? Where is Choi? Where is Choi? He called me when he was right outside your door. Don't lie to me. He's in here somewhere. He's in here somewhere. Where are you keeping Choi? This isn't normal. None of this is no. Do you guys think this is normal? We haven't seen you in two years. You randomly, out of the blue, invite us to this lavish dinner. And you spew this, like, nonsense jargon about the the invitation and in Mexico. And with these... Who are these people? These random people that are here. Why are they here? This is supposed to be a reunion for us. Why did you invite them? What the fuck is going on here? And everyone's like, Will, like, what's wrong? Like, calm down. Like, this is this is a lot. And he's like, this is a fucking cult. This is brainwashed. Like you guys are in denial. And he's looking at Eden and he's like, our son died, Edie. And you're trying to just ignore it. You're trying to just act like it never happened. You're trying to erase it, but he died. And everyone's like, okay, like, it seems like you have a lot of PTSD. I mean, obviously you've got grief, but maybe now's not the time, Will. And he's like, think about it. Why are there bars on the windows? Why are all the doors locked? Um, why do you have a stash of like muscle relaxers in your nightstand? Like, what are those pills in your nightstand, Edie? Something dangerous is going on here and we're all freaking ignoring it. Why are we ignoring it? Because they gave us some fancy wine. Is that why we're ignoring this? Sh- And Kira's like, okay, like, Will, let's, sorry, everyone, we're just gonna leave, and she's, like, trying to tug at Will's arm, like, let's go, let's go, sweetie, right? Mm -hmm. And he's just yelling, like, no, we can't go, because something dangerous is going on here, and that's when the door rings, and they're all like, oh, fork, something dangerous is happening, and they go down, they Mm -hmm. open the door, and a Korean walks in. (laughs) Choi! Where was he? He said, I... Guys, you'll never believe it. I came up, it was like 7 p.m. I got here early, and then my boss called, and then I had to drive all the way back down, and then I hit rush hour traffic, and then I was like, fuck, I, a, I forgot a dessert. Is it too late for dessert? Uh. <laughs> and Choi's girlfriend is like, Choi, thank you. God, you're here. She's like, take me home, you know? She's like, thank you, everybody, (laughs) hey, right? And everyone's like, okay. Now they're all looking at Will. Eden is crying because she's like, what just happened? She's crying and she says, listen, Will, like, you can't criticize me for finding my own way to cope. That's not fair. I would never do that to you. And he just feels really shitty. Like, he looks like he feels really shitty. So he starts apologizing. He's like, listen, I'm so sorry, David. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I, I'm so sorry, Eden. And everyone's like, it's okay. It's okay. And so Kira's like, okay, like, we should just go, just go home. And so he goes back out to the backyard because I guess he wants like one last view of the city before he leaves. And he's like looking out into the city of, the city of stars, the city of Los, uh, what do you guys call it in Mandarin? Los Angeles. He said, what's up Los Anji? Okay. He's looking out and Kira sits next to him and she just says some wise ass words. And she says, letting go is not a betrayal to your son. Like, we can help each other through it. And he's like, no offense, but I don't need your help. And he goes back into the house. Yeah. And (laughs) he's like, "Um, Eden, before I leave, do you mind if I just see his room one last time? And so she's like, yeah, sure, you know where it is. And he goes down the hall and he opens the door and you see him go into a flashback where the window is open, it's daytime, there's that Los Angeles breeze coming in through the window and his son is sleeping on the bed and he crawls into bed with the son and just pets his hair. But it's all a flashback because in reality, it is now a home office. There is no bed, you know, it's just a home office. So he sits on the office chair And he grabs out the laptop that's on there and he starts playing the video that was open. You know, the video that they had closed because everyone was like, did we just watch a snuff film? And he starts finishing the rest of it. And it's Dr. Joseph sitting there giving a speech, sitting on a rock because that's poetic. A big rock. It's a huge rock. Dwayne the
1: Rock. (laughs) (laughs) So he's
0: sitting on Dwayne Johnson and he says, (laughs) I know people have doubts. There's skepticism, I know. But remember the reward though. Remember the reward. This beautiful moment is upon us. Tonight is the night that our fate is made real and the hardest thing to do is to start. It's to begin. Just take the step and believe. Give yourself over. I love you so much that my heart is breaking and I'm waiting for you. And Pruitt knocks on the door and says, "Uh, hey, like the whole party is getting ready to do a toast. So you should get back out here. So he goes back out and Eden is pouring dessert wine into these tiny little dessert cups And everyone's just kind of sitting in silence because this is like the worst dinner party ever And so they're all just like, okay, can't wait to get out of here And they start passing it all down And David kisses Eden on the forehead And he says, look at these people They're happy to be here with you, Eden We should all take a moment to look at each other Like really look at each other And let's raise our glasses to a better world. To peace. Cheers. And everyone cheers. And as they're about to drink, Will slams down his glass and starts screaming, nobody drink it, nobody drink it, nobody drink it. And everyone's just like, oh my God. I hate to say this, William, but you might need a therapist. And so they're all just like, oh, God, again? Like, I know this is bad, right? So they're all looking around, just shook. It's hectic. And all of a sudden, Sadie starts attacking him, jumping on top of him, punching him in the face, saying, you ruined everything. You ruined everything. (laughs) And he pushes her off, and her head bonks. Onto the table, and she falls to the ground, and there is blood dripping from her forehead. Now, this friend group, because every friend group in L.A. has one, has a doctor. So the doctor was like, move out the way. Uh Doctor coming through. He's like doing chest compressions, taking off his shirt. He didn't, but... Wouldn't that be funny? (laughs) And he's like, okay, she's still breathing. I've got a pulse. Someone call 911. Hurry, you call 911. Call 911. And they're like, okay, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And he's doing these little things. He's like checking for air and stuff. And someone starts screaming, she's not breathing. She's not breathing. And the doctor is like calmly, it's okay. She has a light pulse. We're gonna get her help. Are you calling 911? And the person screams, no, not her, Chui's girlfriend. And they look over and Gina had drink in her glass and she was toppled over, not breathing. She's the only one? Yes. And that's when the guy who is calling 911 says, there's no cell service. Can someone open the door so I can go outside and try to catch a signal? And everyone's looking at him and they're looking at the couple, David and Eden, and they're looking at the doctor doing CPR on Gina and all of a sudden a gunshot goes off and David had killed the doctor friend. There was blood everywhere. So everyone starts freaking out. And Sadie gets up, grabs a knife on the table, and just starts stabbing people. Just another day in L.A. And so David, you know, David's holding the gun and he had just shot, you know, the doctor friend. And he's shaking, he's looking at the gun in his hand and Pruitt walks over and says, it's okay, David, it's okay. Give me the gun. Give me the gun, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. And so David shakily gives him the gun and Pruitt takes it and his face changes and he immediately shoots troy and so at this point everyone's like bye they start running all of the windows are locked they've got bars on them all of the doors are freaking locked So no one can go out and there is a crazy rampage going out through the house. Sadie is stabbing people left and right. David is trying to kill people too. And Pruitt is going around trying to shoot anyone he comes in contact with. So it's like, what the fork? So Will and Kira, they hide in like a bedroom and Mm -hmm. he's like, listen, we're going to get out of here. Don't you worry. We're going to get out of here. Sadie was chasing them with a knife at one point with like a crazy look in their eyes. And so he's like, I'm going to get you out if that's the last thing I do. Mm -hmm. So as they're quietly sneaking out of the room, because he said that there was like this door in the room above the garage that led to like a balcony. And it's, it's like a door that nobody really uses Because the balcony is shitty It's like a Juliet balcony Like you get it right mm-hmm. There's just a door And so she's like Okay I trust you I trust you So he's like We just have to get to that door And so they start sneaking out of the bedroom And they overhear Eden's conversation with David And she's crying And she's saying You weren't supposed to hurt anyone You weren't supposed to do that How could you do that We were supposed to all just go to sleep together Like go there together So it seems like Eden had gone into the cult Thinking of um, She was just going to take everyone down with her And they were all going to go to the other side Where like this beautiful paradise right together and their son would be there or something and they would all live and just Mm. happily dance around and so she's like we can't do this like we can't do this like this is wrong this is wrong and David is like just give me a couple of minutes and we're gonna be there we have to finish it though okay we gotta we gotta finish it we were chosen remember this is the only way we can leave this hurting so get up And so they both walk away. Now Will's like, okay, let's fucking go. So they run up the stairs and they start hiding in the room above the garage. But Pruitt is walking up the steps with the little gun in his hand. And he's like, it's okay, just come out. All I'm gonna do is kill you. Not a big deal. My name's Prune. And so they're just hiding, hiding. And then they get into a little tussle. He finds them. He's trying to shoot them. Will tackles him. Then he throws off Kira. Kira looks like she's dying on the ground. Okay. She didn't get shot, but she had just been thrown off by this big dude. Uh And Will gets thrown off and he's trying to strangle Will. I don't know where the gun went. Okay. So now he's strangling Will at this point. And Kira gets up and she bonks him on the head with like a trophy. And he's grunting angrily. Like growling almost. So she bonks him again. And he's still growling. So she bonks him again. And he's still growling. So she bonks him again. And it just seems like a very, you know, torturous thing for Kira to do. Because she didn't really want to kill a dude, you know. She just wants to not die. So she keeps bonking him. And they grab each other's hands. And they're rushing out of the room. And Eden is pointing a gun at them. And she's shaking. And she shoots Will. She did. She shoots Will in the arm. Mm -hmm. And she immediately says, oh my god. I'm so sorry. And she points it to her stomach and shoots herself and falls to the ground. So they grab her gun. There's no bullets in it, but David doesn't know that. And so as David is walking up the steps with a knife to stab them, um, he's like, it's okay. It's gonna be over everyone. And they say, we have a gun. And he says, it doesn't matter. We're all going together. And a friend, one of the friends, Tackles him because I don't know. He was like hiding somewhere. He tackles him down the steps They get into a huge fight and the friends ends up stabbing David to death Covered in blood so Kira and will they walk over to Eden and she's alive still and she just kept saying I miss him so much I just wanted to be with him. I just wanted to leave and the last thing she asks is Can you take me outside? And so they bring her to the backyard. I guess they have taken the key out of David's, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. So she's laying in the grass. And there were a couple other friends who survived. And they're all, like, just with her. And her last words were, I hope. And then died before she could finish her sentence. And so the friends are like, okay, now what? Like, let's go call the police. Like, I'm going to try to get signal, right? So Will and Kira, they're holding hands outside. You know, all of these cult people are dead. And they start hearing sirens. And they start hearing helicopters and other people screaming and gunshots. And they look out at the hills of Hollywood Hills and they see on many, many houses, a red lantern with a light on. Oh, my God. So the whole Hollywood Hill is is uh, taken over by this cult. Yeah. which The invitation. Like, facts. Facts. That's a weird one. Is that is that it? That's it. They're just watching, knowing damn well so many people died because, you know, like I said, they were talking about how it's like, quote, normal people, like uh, executives in Hollywood and L.A., you know, financiers in New York City. It's not like that really crazy voodoo. I'm not sure what they were trying to get from this movie. I, I, I read a lot of reviews on this one because I believe the director is really, really, um, like, highly regarded. So I was like, maybe there is some shit that my pea brain is not understanding from this, like a deep message, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people said, well, the problem is most people have pea brains, and if most people don't even get an inkling of something, that means the movie is not well executed. But let's say we're really trying to find um, something deep to talk about. Mm-hmm. They said maybe it has to do with the fact that... Um, everyone's in cults near you <laughs> so be suspicious of everyone <laughs> or maybe it has to do with the fact that cults ruin people and ruin lives and take lives but like I feel like you could have just done like a I don't know like re-watched a documentary on like Jonestown to get that in your head or maybe it was just like LA is full of fucking weirdos like I'm not really sure because the plot twist also wasn't, like, sinister. Like, when you see that there's other red lights in everyone's houses, uh-huh. you don't necessarily feel unsettled or like, oh, my God, like, my stomach hurts. Like, that, yeah. that's giving me anxiety, right? It's just kind of yeah. like, oh, that makes it even more unbelievable. <laughs> that <laughs> makes it more like it didn't really happen yeah so i don't know let me know in the comments what are your thoughts i feel like maybe a couple of details could have been changed i really wish they gave a much more sinister story to the son's death does that sound twisted no because this is a movie it's not a true crime so i hope you guys enjoyed today's video and let me know in the comments and i'll see you guys tomorrow bye